Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Now, it's Chris Harrington on the Grizzlies, Memphis, and more on 92.9's Jeff Calkins Show, presented by Church Health, caring for people all around us. Give today at churchhealth.org. Chris Harrington joins me now. Chris, what are we listening to? It's uh, Webb in Front from the Chapel Hill, North Carolina, indie rock band, Archers of Loath. Probably my favorite North Carolina band. Um, to help welcome our guest uh, to Memphis today, the Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte Hornets take on the Memphis Grizzlies tonight at FedEx Forum. I will, uh, we'll talk about that in just a moment. Before that, you have uh, a couple pieces up today about coffee. Uh, it appears you drank a lot of coffee <laughs> in the reporting of this story and ate a lot of, uh, uh, sweet, uh, a lot of pastries in the reporting of this story. How many coffee shops do you typically frequent in a given week? In a given week? Yeah. Um, I don't know, several. I mean, I, I tend to circle back. One of the things about doing this has gotten me out to some places I, I don't go very often or haven't been before. But I, I think for me, it's less of a destination thing than a, what is my daily routine like. And so my daily routine is very centered around Midtown, downtown, University of Memphis areas. And so... You know, Crosstown Concourse is basically my second home. So French struck there. I'm, I'm at Crosstown Concourse multiple times a week. Um, downtown, come back coffee and arrive hotel, uh, you know, Vice and Virtue, are, are my, have tended to be my stops. I had never been a crazy gander downtown until I started doing this. I'm not the, the Grizzlies are back in session. Um, sometimes if I'm at the arena, you know, in the day, you know, for a shoot-around or a practice, I might go over to Tampa and Tap, which is walking distance from the arena. Um, you know, Otherlands is sort of in my in my rotation, and then um, French Truck and Bell Tower at University of Memphis. If I find myself in that part of town, are you someone, by the way, who who's particularly discerning when it comes to the coffee itself? You know, are you a do you have no, a place that's a favorite no. cup of coffee, the actual coffee from all these places? No, I, I, and I sort of made that point, and, and I can't remember which of the two pieces it is, but I think for most people, because this is about coffee shops, not about coffee, um, and I, I think of coffee shops as places primarily. I mean, coffee is an organizing principle of the places, but it's right. about more than that. And I think for most people, not everyone, but for most people, good coffee is a necessity, but it is not determinative. Right. It is not, well, it's a necessity, but better or better coffee or best coffee is not determinative. I think some people may go to a specific shop because they think they have the best coffee. But what most people want is good coffee in a place that is 
that that works for whatever their life needs at that moment in terms of like this is close to my house, it's close to my office, it's a good place to meet somebody. I like the vibe of this place. You know, am I wanting to like you know have a cup of coffee and read a book? Am I having I'm wanting to get my laptop out for an hour or two? Like different places work better for different reasons. So I think you can correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I think for most people it is not primarily about you know connoisseurship of coffee. I think that's 100 percent true. I wonder, does that contrast with breweries? So I do think there, the beer, it's same vibes, critical and all of that, but I do think some people really have strong preferences to the beer at some at one brewery than another in a way that most, most of the people who frequent coffee shops do not about coffee. Do you think that's fair or not? I think that's probably true. I think there's probably more of a distinction place to place in terms of the beer than there's a distinction place to place in terms of coffee, um, especially among you know these sort of newer, newer, newer um, people. People, coffee people, use the wave language, which I joked about at one point, but I cut it out for length. Um, people talk about first wave, second wave, third wave, fourth wave, fifth wave, whatever. Um, as as, as uh, Bartholomew Jones at the Anti-Gentrification Coffee Club told me, but I, I cut the quote. It was, you know, I don't care, dude, as long as nobody drowns. Um, <laughs> I, I think some of the newer wave coffee places, like you're going to, you can assume quality coffee. And they're not that there aren't variations there, but I, I think there's probably less variation. The variation comes from what kind of drink you order at a place, right? Are you wanting I want, yeah, straight I, coffee? Is that true, or is it would would the true connoisseur say no? You're Chris, you're you're just not sophisticated enough to taste the difference, and the, these coffees are strikingly different at other lands versus, uh, you know, uh, you know, pick mm-hmm. your other place, coffee. Yeah, black. well, I mean, I, I think you know, I love other ones, but other ones is not one of these newer end, wave. Right places that that is more kind of stewardship oriented and, and i think they would tell you that yeah um but but so i'm, I'm talking about with the among like you know comeback right. versus city and state versus vice and virtue that kind of thing i think there's difference there's probably less difference than, than breweries i think there are people who would who, who would who would turn up their nose at what i'm just saying yes but i think for most people for most people it is not about it is as much about total vibe um, atmosphere, the pastry situation, which is one of my categories. And again, I think the variation is more less place to place than within places. Um, and there's variation with beers too. You don't want an IPA, you want pills or whatever. But I think there's even more variation of order within within coffee. There, the, the pieces. Uh, by the way, it, it, it's it, you would say in the old days when we had newspapers that were actual paper, it would be a clip and save because. Uh, the number of downtown today you did down you reviewed the downtown coffee shops on a million right. different categories. What are you going to do? You're going to do Midtown East. Uh, what? What? Are yeah, you? My, my 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 plan. And ordinarily, I would like to have everything done before anything publishes, but that just hasn't been possible. So I got work to do. Works in progress. But the, the idea is that late next week we'll do the Midtown version, and then the next week we'll do East Memphis and the suburbs and sort of everything else. Um, and the idea is for these to be, you know, to be evergreen pieces in a way that most stuff we do, most stuff most newspapers do are not. One of the things about the web, yeah, it's harder. I mean, you can print it out and save it, it's not, but it doesn't, you know, it's not yesterday. It's not, it doesn't have to be tomorrow's, you know, fish right. wrap or news. You know what? It can be something that you can go back to on the site. And we don't do a lot of stuff like this, but I like the idea of evergreen pieces, things that can be updated, like the Grizzlies glossary I do. Right. 
So I think the idea with this is these can be leaked on the site and like, you know, every, I don't know, however often, every six months or so, can go on and update it, add new places, update information, that kind of thing. And it can be something that's relevant beyond, you know, the day it publishes. Uh, I like the way you described Otherlands, which was not my, like, I was a Republic Coffee guy and I, and, and, but Otherlands, the way you described it was like that all kind, I'm always struck by the fact that there are very clearly high school kids there and retirees there, both, like, and everything right. in between. It really is kind of remarkable in the range of people, eh, geographic, midtown people mostly, the range of people who are there on a given day. Yeah, I think the only common denominator is Midtown. Even that is not necessarily you live in Midtown. Like maybe you have other reasons to be there, right? I mean, you you right. don't live in Midtown, but you go to other ones. But it is the vibe is a very Midtown vibe. It's a classic, like yeah. you know, keep 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 Midtown weird kind of place. But yeah, I mean, my daughter who's in high school, she and her friends meet up in other ones all the time. That's one of their hangouts. And you go, you see like you know old retired dudes like drinking the coffee, reading the newspaper, or whatever. And I think one of the things I like about it, and the reason I pointed that out, is that it does. It's not it's not demographically specific beyond just sort of having a midtown vibe and that it is that sort of, you know, it's not just a place for old people, a place for young people, whatever. Like there is such a, a great range there. And I think that's that's really that's a really key part of sort of the vibe of that place. Uh, you write about a place called Coffee Black. Is Coffee Black the place? What's the place? Is it is Coffee it- Black is the as Bartholomew Jones says, Coffee Black is the movement. Um, Anti-gentrification coffee club is the place, okay. and that that is an extension of a broader operation, movement, social enterprise. He calls it called Coffee Black. And part of what he said was is that you know he pointed out that coffee is an originally an African uh, invention, and and yet it's become sort of a white person thing, you know. And it shouldn't, you know, whatever. I it, what was his uh, what is his approach to all of that? Well, I mean, it's it's a little bit more complicated than I can right. you know synopsize here. But he, he does talk about the supply chain aspect and the history of coffee, uh, you know, as a byproduct of colonialism, the spread of coffee, literally a byproduct of colonialism. And he talks about you know, especially in the South, he, he says even more so, like the, the idea of the neighborhood coffee shop is just not a thing in black neighborhoods here. And that when it is a thing, it's it's often a sign of gentrification. It's the real estate's cheap, and the people are coming in from other places to go to the coffee shop. Right. And he wanted to make a space that was comfortable for people in the neighborhood, in his neighborhood. He lives in the neighborhood where the coffee shop is, which is the Heights neighborhood, sort of north of Summer, uh, Summer National, sort of that area. Um, which is, you know, a very diverse neighborhood, black and white and 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 and, and, and Latino, um, and and he sort of wants to make a place where people feel welcome. That's responsive to the neighborhood, not that's bringing other people in, and and so it you know goes from there. All right, last question on this topic: uh, What's the single best thing you ate at a coffee shop doing this uh, in, in the downtown region? Oh, I think, you know, I mean, on the weekends, come back, because um, they do special pop-up things on the weekend. They do the Kinfolk pop-up, which I had earlier written about. They have uh, donuts on Sundays that are from a local baker that are really great. But day in, day out, the best food situation is definitely at Vice and Virtue and the Arrive Hotel in South Maine. We're very, very close to our offices. Um, and it's this weird thing, not weird, but it's a, it's a very companionable thing, where Vice and Virtue is the coffee 
but Hustle and Doe is the baker, or they are separate entities, but they basically work together at the same kiosk. So you can get your Vice and Virtue coffee and your Hustle and Doe pastries or food, and the pastry situation there is elite. Uh, I really like the hand. I like yeah. the hand pies a lot. The hand pies are they fruit pies or are they meat pies or what's a hand pie? Depends on what you want to order. They have different. They have savory and sweet varieties. You can get a ham and cheese. You can get. I got a pumpkin cream the other day, which is obviously seasonal. Um, all kinds of pistachio, raspberry is one. All kinds of hand pies. Okay, hornets come to town today. What's the state of the hornets? Um, you know, they've been a little bit more competitive than I think people expected, especially since Lamella Ball has been out. We talked about Dennis Smith Jr. a little bit yesterday, the sort of point guard, journeyman point guard, former lottery pick, who was sort of rebuilding his career with the Hornets. But I think that team has been even, even I don't know what the record is, like 3-5 and five or something like that at this point, I'm guessing. Um, I think even that's been above their heads a little bit. So I don't think that's a particularly good team, and I don't think it's going to be a particularly good team. And a less exciting team without Lamelo. They're just not that interesting right now, are they? I mean, yeah, right. without Lamelo. Who there was? The, they picked. Uh, who was their draft pick? Their Mark, draft pick was Mark, Mark Williams from Duke. Is he who's playing? Not really playing? I don't think. I yeah. don't think he's really playing much. So it's yeah. Kelly Oubre and uh, Mason yeah, Plumley and Terry Ro- Rozier is having a nice season for them. But he's hurt, isn't he? Um, I think he's hurt. Is he hurt? I thought he's he not hurt. been hurt, but maybe that's a recent change. It could be. Um, um, Gordon Hayward and then yeah, uh, PJ yeah, Washington. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty, yeah. It's a yeah, PJ Washington. It's a pretty nondescript team. I mean, their two best players a year ago were Lamelo Ball and Miles Bridges, and and one of those guys is already right. one of those guys is just not not in basketball right now. Well, Miles Bridges, Miles Bridges, interesting you bring him up because he yesterday pled no contest to felony domestic violence, no jail, three years probation. Uh, he's got to do, uh, you know, courses and uh, you know counseling and community service. Can't have a gun. He's got to be drug tested, weed permitted with a uh, with a prescription. Um, what happens to Miles Bridges? It's a question. I, I think he'll be back in the NBA. I, I don't know if it'll be this season. I, I think the league the league has not handed down their own penalty right. yet, have they? I no. don't think so. Nope. So the league is likely to hand down some kind of suspension, and that suspension will not. The clock won't, whatever it is, the clock won't start ticking on it until he signs a contract, which in some ways will be a, a deterrent to signing him, right? You sign a guy and he can't play because he has to serve the suspension after, after the contract starts. And so I, I, suspect, I suspect that he may just not play this season and, and materialize in the NBA next season would be my guess, but I don't know. Uh, when it comes to another uh, 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 off-the-court stuff, we got Kyrie. I, I will say, like, at some level, it's just now getting him to say the words that people want him to say, which are not meaningful yeah, I, or not. I'm, you know, I agree. I agree. It's it's become this like public performance thing, and I just, I, I at this point, I'd be happy if just if he would just stop talking and people would stop talking to him, and he, I, I could just stop thinking about Kyrie Irving for the most part. I, I don't know. I mean. The Nets have done what they've done, and he subsequently came out after that with an Instagram post that was a little more um, apologetic. Yes, a little more, yeah, a little Closer more apology oriented. Yeah, um, and so I suspect, I suspect, you know, that that he'll be reinstated at some point, you know, and not too far from there. Whether he 
his back lane for the Nets or not. I don't know. But I just so too much of the energy, too much of the energy in the NBA, the conversational energy is being sucked up by by bad teams and big right. markets with like nonsense dysfunction going on. Going on. Um, right. Well, one of the teams in a big market, and they have been bad. Uh, the Golden State Warriors. Um, they're not a bad team, but they have been bad. They have now uh, lost last night. Lost to Orlando, uh, four straight losses. James Wiseman, two points, one assist, three rebounds. He was certainly was not good. The bench has been a problem. What do you make of the of of Golden State right now? Well, not totally unlike the Grizzlies, although with Grizzlies have had better results. You know, they they conducted an off season in a way that that put more more weight on the shoulders of young players. With the Grizzlies, it's rookies. With them, it's like guys in year two and year three. Right, yeah. And it's just not, they're not, Moody's been okay, but only okay. And Kaminga and Wiseman have been sort of unplayable to the point that I think Kaminga DNP'd and Wiseman's minutes have been shrinking. And they didn't, you know, they let veterans go in Porter, Otto Porter, and Gary Payton. Um, they did bring in a couple more in Jamichael Green and DiVincenzo. DiVincenzo must be hurt. I'm not sure what's going on, but he did not play last night. They've just structured their team to where they need. And at, this, at some point, when you're taking guys in the lottery and it's year two and year three, like you should, they, you should be able to rely on them to some degree. But they've, they've structured it in a way where they need minutes from those guys. And they're not getting good minutes from those guys. And given that they're, they're, they're best players for the most part are older in Steph and Green and Clay, you know, I thought they'd be better in the regular season because the young guys would help out, but that's yeah. just not happening. And it may be that come playoff time, like when you narrow your rotation, like you, you get back to where you want to be. But it's a real problem for them in the regular season. And the Wiseman thing, which obviously there's local interest in that, it's just a rough situation because he's played so little basketball. Like since he was in high school, he's right. played very little basketball. And at some point, like, you know, do you send him to the G League and just let him play 25, 30 minutes a night, you know, in a lower stakes environment just to get reps and sort of learn how to play basketball? Like, it's just kind of a rough situation for him just because he's, he's been this, this entity that hasn't really played much for, like, four years. And then if you look at the West generally, it's sort of interesting because a lot of the teams that, we, that were projected to be good for one reason or another, like in the Clippers situation, it's been, you know, injury or load management or whatever, but they're all kind of muddling along. You've got Dallas at 4-3, and three and the, 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 the Minnesota thing is, is proven to be as... Uh, complicated, uh, a meshing situation as people thought it might be. They're four and four. You got the Clippers at four and four, Golden State at three and six. And then the teams that are good include like Utah and Portland or whatever. Teams have good record. Phoenix, I guess, is one, but even there, people wondered if it would be toxic, and there they are at six and one. Is there, it just feels like there's a big feeling out here and not a, I don't know. Like the separation that will happen over the course of the year, certainly it doesn't feel like it has started to happen. Yeah, no, I think feeling out is the right way to phrase it. That's sort of what's happening, with the exception of Phoenix. Phoenix, Phoenix is Phoenix is you know for the moment at least one hundred percent legit. I mean, they had the best record in the NBA by a mile last season. Um, there were, and I think remain some big questions about them this season. But they've they've answered at least the first one in terms of like will their chemist their various chemistry issues like you know seek them or right. like you know it, 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 that's not no. true yes. right now right. i think i think there i think there's still questions about chris paul's durability ultimately right. which is play he has not been as good 
um, and that has plagued them in the playoffs, him in the playoffs in particular, for multiple seasons. I think that's going to remain that's going to remain a question until it's not, and it won't not be a question until June. And so, there's that. I think their depth is not that great, but just their starting lineup is so good that it doesn't hasn't really mattered that much. The Jay Crowder thing is increasingly weird. Like, why is he just not playing with this great basketball team? Right. You know, and, and so, uh, so that's a weird situation. But Phoenix is good, and, and everyone knew they could be good. It's just they had questions around them. But like now, we see it, and they're good. And, and as far as the rest of the conference, you know, I think the teams that are in the best shape right now are actually the Grizzlies and the Nuggets. I think they're both five and three. They've both had some issues. You know, Jaron's been out. Obviously, Zaire's been out. Jamal Murray's still playing his way back into shape, but he had like 24 points last night, which was a good sign. So those are the other – other than Phoenix, I actually feel better about the Grizzlies and the Nuggets than any of these other teams. Uh, well, I would urge you to, if you uh, like coffee or like hanging out uh, in a shop or like eating uh, hand pies, I would urge you to read Chris's pieces in the Daily Memphian and look out for – versions two three and four whatever is going to be coming down the pike thanks very much chris appreciate it thanks chris harrington from the daily Monthly. and i say that uh... how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.